Welcome to the Herdship Podcast. My name is Sitka Kazimir, and in this podcast, I'll be exploring the power, and dare I say it, joy of middle management. In the over 20 years that I've worked with large organizations, coaching many different middle managers, I've seen how they're ideally placed to see the reality of an organization and to create movement within it. I'll be sharing stories, practices, theory and insights. The Herdship Podcast is your weekly reminder to seize the opportunities of the power of the middle. In this fifth episode of the Herdship Podcast, I want to respond to a question that I got from Ava Boone. Her question was, what if you don't have a shared purpose? Or how important is a shared purpose for optimal synchronization? So she's referring back to the first two heart rules that I shared in episode two and three, which state that herds cohere around a purpose and they synchronize for pace and direction. I love that she made the connection between these two because really the three hard rules, which include as the third rule, avoid collisions, really work together. I also really liked that there were so many different ways you can think about this question. So I've chosen in this episode to look at three ways you could think about it and try to answer it. Um, or ask deeper questions about the question. And the three ways are that, first of all, you could wonder, do you need to synchronize in this instance? So if there's no shared purpose, do you need to synchronize? A second way I'll be looking at it is the difference between a shared purpose and a common purpose. And finally, we look at what you might do when it seems there's no shared or common purpose in an organization, and that has more to do with it not having been discovered than it not being present. So let's look at this first idea. Do you need to synchronize? So sometimes when we hear these hard rules, we then want to apply them to everything and they tend to have a context. So there are contexts in which it's probably fine when you don't synchronize for speed and direction. And there's different levels to which we might need to synchronize for speed and direction. So if I'm in traffic with people I don't know, and I probably don't share any more purpose with than getting home safely, I don't need to do much synchronization Yet if I'm in a group that I might consider my herd or my tribe, I'll need to do more synchronization. So if synchronization is a challenge, the first question to ask is, is it needed here and it's a challenge? Or perhaps it's a challenge because it's not really needed here. My horses synchronize within their herd. They sometimes synchronize with other horses that they see. They seldom synchronize with my dogs, and that is fine. There may be situations, however, 
where you see a need to synchronize and it's really going to be helpful if you synchronize with others and the other person or the other persons don't see that. And in that case, you can still synchronize in one direction. Just like a mare starts to synchronize with her foal when it's just born and the foal doesn't know what to do yet, you can synchronize in one direction. And in my experience, what that takes from us to do that is care for the other person. Not the care that we might have for our family or friends that that's simply there, but care that we actually actively cultivate. And from that place, we can then start to synchronize with the other. And sometimes when we do start synchronizing, a shared purpose will evolve. It's always easier to synchronize together and we can do it on our own. Now, the second way to look at it, as I said, is to distinguish between a shared purpose and a common purpose. Now, when Eva asked her question, she did so in Dutch and she used a word that would typically translate into English to common. And I translated it as shared. And I did so because I think there's power in looking for shared rather than common purpose. I learned about this from the Fifth Discipline Field Book from Peter Senge, where he and his co-authors talk about a shared purpose as being something where each of us shares our purpose. You share yours, I share mine, our colleagues share theirs, and we then notice what in that each of those purposes do we have in common? What is shared? What is different? How can we work towards that which is shared, yet allow that which is different to also be there? And in many ways, I've found that this is the reality for anyone working in an organization. Typically, when we get up every morning, it's not just for the purpose of the organization. And if there's something shared between our purpose and the purpose of the organization, then it's a lot more fun and interesting to go to work. And it will be a lot easier to synchronize with those who are there. I experienced that in practice when I was just first working at Shell. And my manager had truly understood this. And I recall a meeting where he gave each of us a space to share our own purpose and wishes and goals. And from then on, our work was divided in ways which not only supported the purpose of our team, it also got us closer to our own dreams. And I do really think that if it weren't for him, I might not be doing what I am now. The third way of looking at the challenge of not finding a shared purpose is that sometimes that purpose may be there. It's the structure of how we organize that make it harder to see it. So let me share two situations in which this may be possible. It could be if you're working in a networked organization 
or maybe it's not even an organization as such, it's simply a network. Sometimes it cannot be immediately clear what purpose we truly share. Something may have even been written up about why this network exists, and that may not reflect why it really exists. And as long as we haven't really discovered the true purpose of a network like that, it's hard to synchronize and it's also hard to avoid collisions. A different situation is that sometimes in large organizations, we've set up structures which emphasize what divides us, which focus, for instance, on how one department is supposed to make a profit. And it may forget that it also needs to support another department in order to create something good for the whole. And again, that organization may have written up a purpose, a statement, and yet that may not feel real due to the way it's structured to the people who work in it. So in that case, what we need to do is to discover the true purpose of that organization. Because though we often think as purpose of purpose as something that's written up or designed or created, purpose is actually there to be discovered. The true purpose of an organization is not written up by the executive committee. It is lived by the people who are living it. And it's seen in all the little decisions that everyone makes every day. So if that's the case, the work is to discover what is our shared purpose? What do we have in common? And not what do we write, what do we say, but what actions do we take? And what does that tell us about our purpose? It's a little bit like the work of Henry Mintzberg about strategy, that strategy is not something that's designed, but it's something that you can see in the life of the organization. So the practices I'm sharing this week are around building shared purpose. And I will talk a little bit about that here. And of course, you can find all the information, including some questions about your own purpose um, on my website in the resources. And I will also share there a second practice, which is around discovering purpose when it's unclear in an organization or in a network. Now, in order to build a shared purpose, it starts with getting clear on your own purpose and inviting those you want to build shared purpose with to do the same. And building shared purpose can be done throughout an organization, and it always starts in the smaller units. So you might as a middle manager, want to start doing this with those who work for you and with your management team, take some time out to share purpose. And that doesn't need to be a whole day um, session and away day. It could be a one hour session, which is done either digitally or face to face. Um, it could actually be done in a half an hour session. So invite people to think about their purpose 
and invite them to do so in a broad enough sense. And the questions which are in the resources will help you with that. But it's not just about their purpose in the organization, but their purpose as a person. Perhaps taken bigger, their purpose in life. And when you have all done so and you come to the session, and you may even want to take the time to do that just in 15 to 20 minutes um, before you start sharing, because it doesn't need to be perfect, it just needs to be a start, you then want a way to form pairs. Now, you can do so digitally if you have breakout rooms, um, or you could even choose, if you don't have breakout rooms in your digital environment, to have two people share and then have the others observe this. That might actually create a really powerful holding circle. And the sharing goes like this. One person starts by sharing their vision, their purpose, their wishes and dreams for one minute. And that one minute, the other person simply listens. And after the minute, and it's really important to really stop at a minute, even if there's lots more to say, the person who's been listening will share what resonated, what did they recognize, where did they really see a spark, and where they still sense that it might not have been as energized, what was really clear, what was still unclear. That also is feedback for only one minute. If there's less to say, that's fine. And just wait for that minute because maybe something will still come up. And after that, they turn around. So the person who listened will share their purpose and a person who shared will listen. Having done that, people thank each other, leave and find a next person to share with. And ideally, you'd want to share at least three times. You might want to do it four times. And it's not necessary for everyone to share with everyone. And the dialogue that comes after is actually what's most important. How was it to listen to people share their purpose? How did you see them when they did that, as opposed to how you might normally see them? What happened if you're doing it together in a room and you could stand at one and a half meters um, to do that? Now, what happens when you're listening to each other? What happens when you listen to the room? What's the voice in the room? What's the energy in the room? All those things are topics for conversation beyond what was actually in the purposes, what was shared, what was different. What are you now starting to see about your tribe, your team, your herd that you didn't see before? Again, as I said, all the practices are also on my website and the address is in the outro of this podcast. I hope you'll play with this and I hope you'll find a new way of connecting to your teams through this. And an apology for the noises in this podcast. After the fourth time of recording, I've decided that the birds, the dogs and the aeroplane as well 
wanted to be heard too. Thank you for listening to the Hurtship podcast. As I close, I have three requests and a thank you. First of all, I hope this podcast may have inspired you to try some new things. When you do, I'd love to hear from you. You can send any feedback, questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes to podcast at herdship.com. That's herd like a herd of horses combined with the word ship. Secondly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please press the subscribe button so that further installments will show up automatically in your feed and you can tune in weekly. My third and final request is that if you liked it, please share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it too. As a thank you, you will find any resources such as links to articles or books I have mentioned and practices from this episode on herchip.com slash podcast. Music